I don't know how people can do these so early sometimes though. I, I don't. It's like 11 and I'm like, I am so tired. <laughs> I feel like I haven't woken up my culture yet. Right? <laughs> I haven't slept it off. <laughs> We're double fisting with coffees, teas and some fizz. <laughs> in Topo Chico, if we need it. Get the tums in, we're fishing. <laughs> I know. Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches with Beards. And on today's episode, I ask myself Is Josh Hartness and Cass Elliott the unsung heroes of Barbenheimer? Well, I just want you to know that I can act like a star and I can beg on my knees. Please don't. <laughs> We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And we both have opinions. So let's get this party started. Oh, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. On an early Sunday. <laughs> mm. oh, that's good. Yes, it's 11am on a Sunday. It was 11.30 because we... Spent half an hour asking a question, can you have a podcast entirely behind a paywall? Uh, and I think we've come to the conclusion that no, we don't understand how this works. <laughs> I think you can because someone is, but just because you're American just doesn't mean you're American should. Uh, yeah, the logistics, like, I feel like I have missed, like, big chunks of this conversation and I was sober for it and I'm like... Explain this to me one more time. One this time. is, this is yeah. like calculus. I'm not getting it. It blew us away. But we did it. Uh, we are the bitches at Barbenheim. Yes, we Barbenheim our hearts off. So I don't like putting people off listening to our wonderful podcast. But if you do not want to hear about Barbie or Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer we, we, yeah, you'll probably give up after half an hour. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was definitely, obviously we're going to go into it, but. I was quite surprised how unexhausting it was. It didn't seem like a long film. Film. It had good pace, good flow, like, other than yeah. that one point. Like, but, it was good. But the, yeah, and just, it was a good day. I feel connected to the culture, mm-hmm. and we're going to go into it, but we've got quite a lot to talk about because yes. we are, we usually recall Thursdays, we're doing this on a Sunday, <laughs> which means next week's going to be stretched. Uh, but no, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, We've got plenty. We have the perfect topic for next week. We're both very excited yes. about. But no, one of our spares. Spares. But no, we 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 decided we 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 originally were going to discuss do this Thursday and then do a review today, and then we were like, that's not going to work. No. Let's just because, and I think we needed to absorb what was going on as well. Yeah. So here we are. But it's been a a week. How has your week weekends last weekend been? Um, I think it can best be summed up as I had an. Oh my god, David Rose week. Like, it just, every time I turned around, it was just like, oh my god, you want me to do what with my job? Excuse me? <laughs> Were you the Mary Cherry gif of, why are you calling me? <laughs> I'm like, I have to send an email that has everything to do with my job? Yeah. How dare you ask me to do that? It was, it was one of those ways. I was just offended by everything that happened. At one point, I'm like, where is the weekend at? Like, just where? And you can fuck off, and you, you can, can fuck off. off. Like, no. <laughs> I My week was like, I'm I'm kind of at a point where I want people to come and piss me off. Because I kind of <laughs> want to feel like, please, make me feel important. I mean, I'll lend you some of my employees. I was just like, oh, how 
dare you ask me to look at this? Or why do you want to have a meeting on this day? It's not due for another what? two days. What's Grouse got to do with Parks? Be gone with you. Be gone, woman. What do you mean contracting doesn't have enough money? God. It's the government. No one has enough money. <laughs> right? Are we ever at enough money for a project? No. Have you seen my uniform? We don't have colour money either. <laughs> right. It's just drab. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was that week. I was just like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, oh my god. <laughs> like I sat in a meeting and I was like, this could have been not even an email, this could have been an IM. It could have been an IM. Like, <laughs> hey, you doing this? Like, but it was an hour long meeting and I was just like at the end, oh my god, <laughs> what a waste of my time. <laughs> I did not have I had a couple of meetings. Mine was really I I, I did a video clip um, that I was really proud of and I got some stuff like designs uh-huh. I have to say Oppenheimer's like oh visually what can I do now you know as I'm there like <laughs> playing with fire and particle software yeah but no it was yeah my work week I, I, I feel I'm trying to you know I'm trying to like progress a bit more at the moment uh-huh. and, and step up and there's been some little victories this week and I'm just going to mm-hmm. continue doing it but uh, we had like a nice weekend last weekend because uh, yes um, Big Ginge returns. Yes, Big Ginge, Ginge returned. And we need a name for his wife. We were discussing this last week, but uh, we couldn't come, we call, couldn't call her Big Ginge's wife. No, no. I don't know what we'll call her. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, she was actually very lovely. We had lovely very good, wife. We had very good conversations. Yes. And we, well, we started a week off. We ended up in Shakers, the new bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the way we close Shakers, is. yeah. It, I, they're they're going to do one of these, we want to, you know, queer space sort of thing. So it was where the old Whitlow's was. Right. I, I mean, it, it's it's still very early. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it, it feels like, you know, when you move in, if someone's, when you go into someone's house and the energy's not in the walls yet. Yeah. But it's a very nice space, lovely staff, people there seem really friendly. But we went on like the, uh, a soft open. Yeah. I think it's got a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm waiting to see how they, 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 they put their energy into it and where it, comes back yeah so from the photos that I saw it looked like it still had the interior it's entirely it's entirely just new paint color new paint colors yeah okay I'm not sure about the name I don't know I I I, I, I need a quirkier name I like the Dirty Goose I I don't know why but it's Dirty Goose own it yeah, I was about to say, Dirty Goose owns it, and that's named for a martini, but Shakers is like a cocktail shaker. Yeah. That's the point that they're going for. Yeah, uh, yeah I But it could be a little bit more obvious. No, I, I still I want agree. to do my British pub, the Cock and Beaver. <laughs> Try and stop me. Oh, we won't. One thing I will say about Shakers is uh, I hope it's as successful as the Technotronic hit Pump Up the Jam, <laughs> which was the first song playing as we walked in. Oh, that's sort of perfect. <laughs> so that's sort of iconic. But, but then we ended up Saturday, me and you, the hubs decided to return us to the North American Beer Festival oh or Straight Pride. God, I'm just going to say this. I love your husband to death whenever he has plans for us to go to places, but I think that's the last American Beer Festival I'm going to. We got quite drunk, though. We got quite drunk, but it was just like, it was Straight Pride everywhere. It was so bro-y. There was, was dick swinging and butts. And then there was that weird, awkward guy in the a cop apartment condo that was just sitting there watching and it I was, was just like, like an immersive experience of the whale he was a lot that's so mean to say he yeah. just stared, he literally had positioned his chair in his window and was just watching everyone yeah and was in gym shorts and i was like please dear god which he arranged occasionally in front of us i was just like please dear god please do not do anything like so i just felt like disgusted by that i'm not gonna lie i was like violated like ew Ooh. 
But it was. It, it, I, I like. I mean, they didn't run out of beer this time. That was the one last year where they ran out of the. Right. Beer. So how it works is it is down. Uh, if you live in DC, it's near Nats Park. It's I forget what that little. What's it called? The crate. The where this the the bar next to the stadium. Oh, it's the bullpen. Bullpen. Yeah. And they do it with. Is you can go and get tasters. It's all taster beers, but they do do like full pour Bud Light, which I know yes. sounds that, but that's where you kind of get. I, I, we had five. That's where your money. You get your money back. Yeah, absolutely. And but last year they they ran out of it. They really had like fucked up, and mm-hmm. so about an hour in they'd run out of the bud. So you're kind of just trying to you're kind of getting fifty dollars worth of beer through tasters, and it was not. It, it, the lines were horrible last year. And it, yeah, I think it was quite a because yeah, it's it's but it, 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 this yeah. year was it's better. I, I I will go back. I feel like it redeems it. It is very broy though. I know you're not as bro protastic. Yeah, but I I did some of them are so cute. I will support you from afar. I think you know maybe we do the wine festival or something instead. But no, that was it was good. And the next day we went out. For, we were going to go for a further brunch, but then it was just raining and it was do, do pot, Yeah, so we ended up in. El Rey, which I adore, but we then, so how, we went for a drink, then they came back here, we had a drink, and then we met Adam out in uh, the Whitlow's, where Brixton was, mm-hmm. and we're staring down at Nelly's, mm-hmm. and there's this woman, completely brunch gear, getting arrested. Oh. And they're, they're oh. making a perp walk, they're making her do like the, the walk of the, um, the, the sobriety walk. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But all the cops around her were hot as shit. <laughs> that was all that you cared about. And... We won't use his real name, but one of the security overheard me go, that guy's hot as shit. And he goes, oh, that's Sergeant Fredericks, not real name. Oh. And so I'm like, well, hello. You know, he was this little kind of, you know, doofy little cubby thing. Looked so cute. And there was a blonde Viking, which the hubs was into. So we're sitting (laughs) there still. And then coming down up Florida, where, you know, because it goes Florida into you. Yeah, yeah. Car decides to turn and we hear the screech and a huge bang. No. And of course, the security comes running over and goes, Ooh, one day Sergeant Fredericks is going to be back for you. It was a shit show. It was that, that corner was a shit show. Well, I mean, that corner is always. But it was a shit show. It, yeah. it was really the, the, it was peak shit show. Yeah. Um, but then apart from that, it was, you know, um, it was actually quite a busy week. I want to say quiet, but we had date night on Wednesday. I felt like we hadn't really sat down. We'd been like chips in the night, uh, so we decided to go out you for a that. drink. Yeah, it was nice. And then we ended up over at Pop, which is always a nice place to get a, a, a drink. And then we ended up on Thursday going over to DC9 because our lovely neighbour, his band was playing. Mm-hmm. I cannot think for my life me what the band's name was but it was very bluegrassy folk and we got in oh. there and he was a drummer luckily we can't hear him drum unless we go into our stairs oh that makes sense yeah, yeah. You, if we go downstairs that's the only time I can hear him but Dan is so sweet he's he, he's, he's he's very crush worthy if he's listening to this Dan I think you know he's like hey I think I've met him at a party yeah you might yeah. see him he's, he's a guy that stretches and on the next door he goes out and he's very he's, he's like just so charming so he was there drumming and then I ended up in a mosh pit it was quite fun oh you not for the bluegrass folk yeah you did have a video of that one that was that was quite interesting yeah that was it that was kind of that was my my week and then obviously we got to the yesterday we we had quite one Friday and then we Barbenheim yesterday and it was nice just a full day because we could go we did the movies we did some lunch and back to the movies and back for a drink we barely left the block Oh, uh, we barely did that, and I had a coffee date in the morning with the priest, which was very nice, and saw the priest again last night, and 
There was waking up in bed with the priest this morning. That's very nice. Yes. How very Sunday of you. I know. It was the Lord's Day. So we sat, spent all day yesterday sitting inside. Let's go for a walk around the garden. Oh, yes. What have you made for us today? So in Ina's garden today, we are having a lovely pomegranate mimosa because Jeez. it's 11 a.m. and all I know to do is shampoo us early in the morning. Mm. And so. I decided, I decided, Big Ginger and Little, little Luffy Wife. Uh-huh. Had, um, bought us a present when they oh. came. They didn't stay with us, but they came. They spent a lot of time around here. Mm-hmm. So this is New York or Rochester Buffalo sponge sponge candy. Oh, so what, what's the deal with sponge candy? You're gonna have to you I you have to bite it. Okay, all right. It's good. Got a, cheers. Cheers. I got a dark chocolate one. Oh god, it's like we, in England we have a crunchy bar that's the same honeycomb. Mm. It's sponge sugar. Well. Oh. So I'm going to have diabetes. Mm. <laughs> thank you, Big Ginger and Lovely Wife. Oh, gosh. But, why It's very good. It's very good. I'll um, eat the rest of it after. That's very sweet. <laughs> wow. You can only have, like, one. Yeah, I can have half of one right now. <laughs> like, I'm... And I like my sweets. That's, that's very sweet. That's enough talking about ourselves, though that's never going to stop. What's going on in the gayberhood? We discuss the stories that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp. Need a little bit of alcohol for this. Not too much for a bad week, though. No, no, mine's all very one-person-centric, so yes. <laughs> well, sure, I do one of my little ones first, mm-hmm. and then but my one's the chunkier one for the end. So should we leapfrog? Yeah, we'll leapfrog, like we've done before. <laughs> so this week, um, Jane Birkin... A musician, actor, and style icon died. I don't know mm. if you know Jane Birkin. Uh, I recognize the name. I'm not sure that I actually clicked on the article to look at the work there. So she did a song in the six keys called Shudem. Do, oh. do, 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 Shudem. Yes, that was I her. That, yes. So she she was one of the British. She was, she was at the time, it was very when in the 60s, when it was very uh, London Parisian, that, that sort of cross culture. Yeah. She, 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 Carnaby Street. Carnaby Street. Yeah. And she was that. Her Charlotte Rampin. And that was that lady you, I can remember you mentioned a couple of weeks back. Um, oh, or died. Yeah, the one that I'm yeah. blanking on too. <laughs> but, so Jane Birkin, she was, she was a cultural icon in the 60s. Probably a lot of people would recognise her name but not know. She kind yeah. of, she always had a career. But she, that's the Birkin bag was named after her. Oh, okay. Now, I, I should have checked. Now, who, who designed a Birkin bag? Um, I don't remember. It's Hermes. The story was that she was um, going to, she was at an airport uh-huh. with a carrier bag full of her stuff. And okay. it broke. Uh-huh. And she went, how, they, they need to make a bag big enough to carry all my stuff. And it was overheard by a designer, Hermes, yeah. and they went and designed the Birkin bag, the larger bag, oh, perfect. because of her. Okay. So that is why I, just, I felt that she deserved a little bit of a, um, a one, because I think she's, her legacy is going to live forever. It's a cultural icon, that Birkin bag. It really is. Really, truly is. Uh, talking of cultural icons. Oh, so I'm going to start my little taste with corner uh, here. So we are going to have to say shout out to Taylor Swift because she is single-handedly reviving the economy, apparently. I laughed my ass <laughs> off at this. So according to the Federal Reserve, they issue a green book 13 times a year, and they were looking at Philadelphia and Chicago, and they were looking at whenever she came to you know, town with her Eras tour, 
and stated that, um, let's see, in Chicago, $39 million were spent on hotels alone the weekend that she was there, and $140 million was spent in Philadelphia total for hotels, food, and smaller entertainment to entertain during the weekend. Like, she is single-handedly keeping these cities from going into a recession. And also, in Colorado, actually, in Colorado, $140 million was added to the economy before stopping in Denver. See, what it is, is that these are also catchment areas, because... She didn't do, she's not, is she going to do DC or DC? No, she's not. And she's is, not even going to, because ex, she extended a lot in Europe. But Yes, and she's extended a lot in South America now. Like, she's doing, like, Argentina and Brazil, but she is not doing DC. Why didn't she do DC? Was it to do, was that to do with the arena? I believe it had everything yeah. to do with the arena. it was all to do with the money, there's money behind the arena, which I will go into, we won't go into, but. Oh, yeah, we she, totally get the stand. But, so, but, yeah. Philly benefited from that, because they, they became a DC catchment. Yeah. There was, um. We have 9.30 Club near us, and I said, our friend used to manage a restaurant opposite it, and mm-hmm. I said to him, oh, you must get a lot of people coming to eat before 9.30, and he goes, no, we get more people come, because it's a younger crowd, the parents drop their kids off, and then come and sit in the restaurant for a couple of hours, have a couple of drinks, waiting for the concert to be over, right. that's where they make their money, and that must be, like, especially with Taylor Swift, yeah. it's the people entertain themselves during the as you said the other these smaller you know smaller, smaller you know yeah. things like before eating or you know waiting for your kids like yeah so she is doing the lord's work like reviving economies and keeping it's them the out of recession it's the ripple it's like, I don't want to distract too much but yeah. when you know they say when they took away the tax credits for filming in England well why should we be giving um, you know big film companies money no it's when they bring their crews over they go into the areas they go out and eat and they buy stuff and they stay places we need right. to attract these large groups of people to spend money and this is what Taylor Swift is doing yeah yeah Taylor so and that being said I think Beyonce is going to have the same effect yeah. whenever her tour comes back to the U.S. because she's currently in Europe right now with her tour. I think you're going to see the exact same thing happen. Well, she as didn't well. do the O2 when she was in London. Beyonce did uh, White Hart Lane, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, mm-hmm. and that's Arian. Blunt, I work around there. Wow. I'm glad she she injected. I'm yeah. feeling. I don't. I, this is just me presuming that uh-huh. maybe she kind of liked the idea of that area because it's a predominantly black area that she felt she could inject more in a community that needed a little bit of an injection. Right. No, I totally yeah. agree. But I think you know, this is post-COVID world. Yeah. Like we haven't had anything for three years, and now you know this is the power of entertainment. And we it was, all want to go out. And it works well in especially when you said about this story, and you were like, "I'm not sure how if we're going to do a lot of Barbenheiming, is it going to work into it?" And I said, "It works perfectly because we're looking at big, hyped-up cultural yes. situations injecting that money back." So it worked yeah. perfectly. It was such yeah. a perfect story, and it yeah. worked for you for Taylor Swift. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah. do you want me to do, do yeah. our next one? Yeah, or? keep going. Okay, so the next Taylor Swift story is shout out to Taylor Swift because she is the first woman and the third artist ever to have four of the top 10 albums in the Billboard Top 200 at the same time. So Speak Now, Folklore, Lover, and Midnight's are all up there. The last time this happened was whenever Prince died. Wow. Yes. And it's been achieved only three times. So well done, T-Swift. Is that as well achieved by... Because I'm not saying it doesn't count with Prince, but when someone dies, it does boost their sales. But for right. someone to be an active so, star... So this is the situation. Like, the last time this happened with an active star was in the 1960s. 
Yeah. But the last time it happened was Prince posthumously. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, yeah. There you go. Well, and you've got a final one. That looks a cute one. Oh, and so my little drive-by right now is, had I waited just one more week, Obama finally released his oh, yes. list. <laughs> Which I will look at. <laughs> Once I finish my book. <laughs> well, the thing is, there's a couple of books on there that I'm like, oh, that sounds very interesting. There's a Southern Gothic mystery one that I'm like, I might read Ooh, that that's one. that's very you. Yeah, I, I'm like, I might read that one. Like, it actually sounds rather entertaining. There's about ten books on it this year, so it's a shorter list than in years past. I mean, if you read a book a month, you know, come on, man, give you twelve. Yeah, yeah, you know, but, you know, it's a little bit shorter list, but they look highly entertaining, and it's a good mix of, you know, nonfiction, fiction, and, uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we love the Obama reading list. So, mine's not really gay culture, but it's going to heavily affect us. Well, I wanted, it does. Yeah, I wanted to discuss the SAG-AFRA um, strike. Oh, yes. Because we are going to see, we're going to come back to this later, because mm-hmm. it will have a cultural impact. But I felt the need, I didn't want to sort of wait, because I feel it had to be done this week. It, it, I could have done a bigger week, but actually I like the fact we could keep it tight. Yeah. So those of, 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 I'm guessing people will be aware is that the Screen Actors Guild is on strike at the moment. Uh, if you think that it's a bunch of rich people asking for more money, I need you to get hold of that idea and kindly remove it. Yes, that is not the situation at all. A lot of a lot of a lot of actors aren't making money, and even now, well-paid actors are not making money. Right. And a lot of it comes down to residuals, which is when you watch a repeat of a show actors get money for that but the trouble is that the model that that's designed on is designed on repeats not rewatches on on streaming services which is the model we've been shifting to and this is the issue now this model so originally when there was a writer strike back in the early 2000s was because there was no residuals for writers because home video when a contract had been written wasn't a big thing it was around but then dvds came out which made it a lot more possible to release series so it's all and and the idea is that these actors would get money and if you're on a sitcom you could make a lot of money afterwards and if you think well they're making money anyway you know you look at someone like Lisa Kudrow she could not find good work post friends because she was Phoebe so actually she was able to ride out that level of it by making that money Mm -hmm. and then when she did the comeback and then she did the comeback of the comeback which I still need to watch I think that's when I need to probably sit down is that she was able to make money from it but then you got someone like Mandy Moore who just did This Is Us and I mean that was featured heavily on Hulu because it was ABC I it was NBC NBC it was one of them it was network television she's getting a dollar Ridiculous, and that was the biggest show. So this is the issue, and also you know when you're on a, uh, what, what people don't realise is that when you're a fem, um, um, a female who can give birth and get pregnant, obviously, um, you know, and they get pregnant while a show is running, mm-hmm. and they have to be written off the show, they don't get paid for them episodes. Yeah, there's no maternity. So I don't know in. The office when Jenna Fisher got pregnant because they wrote it in as a storyline as well. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that meant she was covered for the, 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 the that bit, but no, you're that's why a lot of them time it so they get pregnant towards the end of a run so they can do their maternity leave over. But so, well, I was gonna say, speaking of Lisa Kudrow, they wrote the entire surrogacy thing, yeah, because she was pregnant and then she gave birth, I think over the hiatus yeah and then she was still pregnant when they they faked it when she got back yeah but and it's and it's all stuff like you know healthcare and you know they they the actors get healthcare as part of their union but they have to do so many hours so 
now that they're replacing a lot of background artists with a, they want to replace it by AI, the jobs aren't there anymore. Right. And also, when ne- uh, the, the streamers are doing these shorter runs, let's face it, they do now six episodes, more close to the British model. The hours aren't being clocked by people, and they're not right. meeting the the union minimum for healthcare. And this is also happening during a strike because makeup artists and 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 all the workers, it's it's a complete shit show. And they just need to get it sorted. They need more money. So, quick question for you, Daniel. Well, yes. Do you want to go? Do you want to say? Well, so I was going to have a neat little tidbit that you may already know. Yeah. So whenever Angela Lansbury was on Murder, She Wrote, she would have old movie stars in on the series so that they could get their SAG hours in. Wonderful lady. Yes. Yeah. No, I've heard that start story as well. That was my little tidbit. Sorry. Anyways, go ahead. That's why Mayim Balik who was Blossom and then was Big Bang, she um, was studying, she's a doctor of neuroscience, I, I do believe. Yeah. And she took the guest role on Big Bang to get her hours up. Yeah. Because they needed healthcare. Yeah. And, she re- and it relaunched her career. Right. So question, Daniel. Yes. Last time we were in this situation, and it was both the writers and the, and the actors striking, uh-huh. who was president of SAG? Was it Ronald Reagan? It was. So are we going to get President Dresher in a few years? Well, we'll see. <laughs> did, you, did you hear her speech? Yes. It was quite powerful. It was very, very powerful. So the other big issue I'll see is when there's no, at the moment, when you go through a lack of production, which we saw during the uh, COVID crisis, was you do also lose a lot of people. They give up. They have to go find new work and yeah. that sort of thing. So in terms of what changes we're going to see, podcasting is going to change. We may benefit because Mm -hmm. actually some contracts, podcasts can't operate and others are going to struggle to find guests because they cannot promote their projects at the moment. Right. Cinema is going to struggle quite a bit because uh, it's harder to fill the blanks. We've seen a huge weekend this week. It's been amazing, but they're going to be hitting in six months' time. Yeah. We'll probably see um, maybe a rise in some re-releases, which will be nice, and classic 70s will be awesome, but they are going to struggle. Yeah. And also, we're going to see a lack of quality. I'm going to be be honest. um, Do you know the situation of Quantum of Solace years back? Yes, because that happened during one of the strikes. The writer's strike, and they, they filmed it without writers on, so they hadn't... They couldn't, resol- they couldn't resolve showed. problems. Oh, there was so many holes. Like, so Wiki just shut down. And the irony was they were 10 days away from finishing the filming. Do you know what the other irony is? What? What song have they got to record? Defying Gravity? No, One Short Day. Oh! <laughs> they still got to, that's, that's the last song they've got to do. Oh! And that's a big number, so that's going to need a lot of background artists. Oh, totally. It's the entire city of art. Yeah. Oh. Um, and also the other ones are Deadpool, Mission Impossible, and the Gladiator sequel. Moving, well, yeah. Well, isn't there also supposed to be a Bond? That's... Bond's in Bond. Bond's okay. in Bond limbo. I don't, okay, never mind. They, so Bond's in we're still waiting for, yeah, Bond limbo. Yeah, okay. I think they're, gonna, they're, they're waiting to see. Okay. Just bring Natasha, Latasha Lynch back in as the new 007, and I'll be quite happy. Okay. Um, television is far more flexible medium. Obviously, they've got options. We are going to see a sad rise in non-scripted television, which is what happens in the writer's strike, oh. and we got a lot of that. Oh. Um, there'll be more repeats, which is ironic, because the issues they're fighting over are residuals. Oh, right? <laughs> um um, and they're being very sneaky at the moment and migrating shows from streaming platforms over uh, like uh, Miss Miss uh, Marvel I was going to say I heard that 
yeah. and that's because they're, they're doing that to increase awareness for the film coming out bullshit um, is but, that really the reason they're giving yeah well they oh my god yeah. I'm sorry like I'm sorry listeners I'm learning this too right now and I'm like what <laughs> the big hitters I anything produced by Dick Wolf and Shonda Rhimes are being delayed till January but they'll be fine and if you ask me the worst hit are going to be the niche shows that are still trying to find that audience mm. which means that when our net, our schedules resume in the new year we're going to see less diverse voices oh that's horrible so final thing uh, Jenna Ortega's latest movie with A24 I adore A24 as a production company is being allowed to proceed because they are not a big studio mm. but at the end of the day they are going to studios will benefit from it do you feel they should be continuing to think they should be shuttering in solidarity I think they should shutter in solidarity I think they should take that I, do, I feel I, I understand that you've got people on that that need the money right I think it's not helping no because if you can do it, then another smaller one can do it, and then it's just one linchpin after another. Like no, I no. But that's Not it. So it. we are going to see a shift in culture. Um, support support strikers. If you you can also look, there's a lot of funds out there to help smaller actors. I don't want we promote. I'm not quite sure. Do yeah. your own research. But also, there's one fund out there for the people who aren't striking, but will not get their health care and all that. So, but right. just if you have ever turned on a television and calmed your angry mind for half an hour with a bit of television and then you say you don't support the strikers that's why we do it they give us so much joy pleasure it's time to give back yes absolutely be one be one <laughs> and in the words of the lead striker Mr. Weldon <laughs> how was your culture this week? <laughs> <laughs> My culture this week was not as vast as it normally is. Uh, so my drink of the week, I have transitioned to full Coastal Grandma. White wine spritzers. <laughs> they were a godsend on Friday. Oh, they were. They were lovely, and I think I'm probably going to be doing that a lot on Friday nights. I think I should look at that. Like, it was one of these, I was not hungover, I felt fine, I also had the right amount of buzz. Like, it was... But I need and we prayer. had so out so you know we we did that because twelve thirty we were in Oppenheimer and we knew and I'm glad because we go into how intense that was to yeah. have a hangover for that film. No, like it would not have worked. Beer shits and headache. No, thank you. Yeah, no, 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 thank you. Uh, so my songs of the week both came from the Barbie films. So Dance the Night, Night Away by Dua Lipa. Love a good disco number. And, and it's all the way through it as well. They actually use it all the way through. Yeah, like, it's nice. The little opening will pop up whenever. Um, and what was I made for about Billie Eilish? Oh my god, let's just say I cried whenever they started playing that in the film. See, I hadn't heard it, and then I knew there was a ballad, and when uh, they did that, we both cried. <laughs> yeah, we were both crying. Uh, so my book of the week, I owe an apology to Alex Carr from last week. I have finished Lost in Japan. Guess what? The book is fantastic. It's amazing. The prologue that was written for the book whenever it was translated to English was the problem. Now, which one was this one, Lost in Japan? Uh, he is a... American individual who's an expat lives in Japan and he's talking about Japanese culture. Oh, nice, yeah. Anyways, book is lovely. It is beautiful. It was just the prologue that um, I had issues with. So, yeah, that was my culture for the week. Like I said, not as vast. Not, not as, vast as vast. As normal. 
No, mine was a bit. Elf. So my food this week on Monday, we try and do meatless Mondays, though mm-hmm. hot dog soup is making that a little bit hard. <laughs> but we we do try. So I want to do something. I like tofu, um, and I was knew the hubby was getting bored, so I did some Cuban food, oh. uh, which was like just a real like um, some tofu in some nice um, tomato sauce, yeah. and I tried cauliflower rice again no, I did a bit too much water it was a bit soggy oh. but I did it with black beans mm. It's quite, um, and actually food the week the hubs really liked it so he like, he actually said it wasn't as bad I'm trying if I can get if I can crack cauliflower rice I can own the universe um, I mean do you get the instant one from Whole Foods you know I don't make it you know I don't make my life that easy uh, I'm just saying you I, know I know you don't but I'm just saying if you did like I, I would consider that would it. actually crack all of the issues in the universe I'm gonna see I'm gonna give it one more attempt but I am, yeah, I think we can get it. I just added, I didn't trust that there was enough water in it and I slap on a risk for that. Yeah. Um, but then the hubs was like using it to dip chips into later oh. on. You know, he was like, oh, this is good lunch. And then we, oh, that's actually not and then date night, we, he goes, I'm just going to buy some tortellini. So we used the sauce for that. And then we got back after the gig. It lasted the whole fucking week. There we go. Um, television, we're finally watching Chicago, oh. the Shmigatoon sequel. It's, Really funny because it's taking on the 70s, uh, Kanzu and Ebbs, the Fosses. But the joke kind of ongoing, obviously it's darker, but the joke is that it's not as dark as it would have been in the 70s. Like they're like, yeah. one, they do like a, um, a a riff of like how naughty are we? And one like, I've got a tattoo. <laughs> um, but it's not just like uh, Cabaret in Chicago and a bit of Sweeney Todd's in there. Uh-huh. It, they they're doing sweet charity, which is such I a, say, that, that yeah. sweet charity. And I and and Hubs hadn't seen it, so I showed him. Oh, yeah, I showed him the Rich Man Frog and um, afterwards and Rhythm of Life, and he was mm. like, "Oh, I love sweet charity." I saw it on stage. Uh, the lead actress was not in it. I was pissed off with that because apparently she was one of the best. But the understudy, the the lead, the best watch her back. But it was uh, amazing on stage. Uh-huh. But no, so that's, I've enjoyed, and hair, that the niche, the niche stuff they've gone uh-huh. into. And this film, I went to cinema, I saw a film Joyride, which is, uh, I've seen the previous one. So I don't, I don't know, how do you say this about sound offensive? It's an, it's an Asian cast, it's an, it's an American Asian cast. Uh-huh. So it's very, um, it's, yeah, so it's about a, a, a lady that is adopted and she's sent to, back to China. Uh, on a job and they decide and she goes with a friend because she can't speak Chinese because she was Ah. raised over here and her Chinese friend um, decides to go goes with her as a translator it's about a group of them and their little escapades across you know China it's very girl trip but it's funny and it's really sweet and the opening's like like really lovely because it like they're the Asian family looking at this white area and this white couple come up to them and they go are you Chinese and they're like they look at them like yeah why are you they go, can your daughter play with our daughter? And you can tell they're looking, going, what they want? You want her to learn Chinese? And their daughter comes from behind them, and she's obviously adopted. Oh. And it's a really nice. And I started oh. that, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a nice film. And it's uh-huh. about them. And the guy who plays the, the white dad is, um, is it, I think it's Daniel Denham or saying, no, he's really hot. He's he's okay. He's really hot. He's I'm a sure very dad. Have a break. <laughs> you ever watch The Office? Yeah. Um, Pam's. Um, fiance in the first. Oh, he's, oh, yeah. It's, he's yeah. hot, okay. and he's yeah, yeah, aging yeah, yeah. like fine wine. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Totally know who we're talking about. Got it. <laughs> um, in terms of podcasting, want to give a little shout out this week um, to Geek Salad, who oh, okay. uh, they I I chat a lot to different podcasters. 
and I, I decided to give them a listen and they were doing a whole discussion on season finales yay or nay oh. so how they did it as well is they all picked season finales that they liked and then they got people to submit season finales and then they, they, they only spoke about the ones that matched up and it was really oh, well done okay. and if they worked or landed or didn't and no give them a go they're really nice guys and, and people no I should say people sorry but they really are awesome and they've been chatty and I enjoyed it so geek salad uh, and yeah Go for that. I'll have to give him a listen this week. So, Daniel. Yes. Barbenheim. Oh my god, we barbied behind. Behind. How do you feel? Um, I feel that I saw two films sort of about the same topic. Yes. Yes. I feel... My worry, because I heard that Oppenheimer... It is, it is very intense. Yes, but it's three hours. Three listen. hours. And... Everyone, so for those that are going, what is Barbenheiming? Because some people did not know. Right. It was ironic in that Barbie, which is considered the fluffiest of movies, and Oppenheimer considered really quite the darkest of movies, were being released the same weekend. And right. so someone said, well, why don't we Barbenheim and do it all together? And the joke was, can you watch two vastly different movies at the same time? Right. And that's how Barbenheiming was born. And people have either been doing uh, different nights. We, few, most people, it kind of transitioned because I think people realised that to see both was a lot. We were quite lucky that we found yeah. we found like two times time that worked, and it worked. And we were able to get like um, we did the first Oppenheimer of the day, and then we had fifty minutes to go and get some lunch, literally next door, in right. ironically a restaurant we love, so we could get that, uh, yeah. get some ramen, and then go back in, and. But it was, the, it was a culture clash and the agreed order was Oppenheimer first then Barbie because mm-hmm. it's your veggies then your dessert and... Yeah. But I I say this every week, I'm, I, I, I live for cinema. I think cinema is, the institution is beautiful to me. Yes. And I felt like I was part of something. Yeah, I would say it was great messages, entertained the entire time. I will say bravo to you because it was two films that were great. Yeah. Like, literally great films. Like, had one of them been a dud, I would have been like, Max, never... No, no I'm kidding. Because there was... Yeah. What, 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 when was it that Mamma Mia came out with another film? That was enough. They said that the two vastly... And Mamma Mia is not a good film. Yeah. A very good show on Broadway. Yeah. But the film itself... Does not translate you know, over well, the film. Yeah. No. Everyone gives it that all, though. All the cast are excellent. They just... Just not come together. Yeah. But uh, no, it was a. It was great to be back in the, in that. The last time I felt. I'm a huge Star Wars fan and I took the hubs to see the Rise of Skywalker and we wore matching Christmas sweaters and his one said, I love you, and my one said, I know. And we got people taking photos and that was it. Right. But since the oversaturation of Marvel, I adore Marvel films. I watch most of it, but I said to you the other day that I feel that they've lost that spark. It's just good quality now, but it's not inspired. It's not magic. Yeah, it's not magic anymore. It was nice to go and be there where, even in Oppenheimer, everyone was wearing pink because you knew they were going to the later ones. Barbie, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but it was also a situation like you needed to be in the theater for both of those. Yes, like you, it, it's you not something that you're gonna watch streaming at home the first time. You'll watch both of these again. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, but you needed to actually experience it in person so how many people did experience it in person do you think I have no clue I've got no guess on these numbers Max they said 20,000 
good. Yeah, that's what they, the theatre owners reckon. They they can't really predict who's doing what. Yeah. And what increase in ticket sales this weekend did they see? I would say probably 400%. Uh, about 33%. Oh, but, but it obviously has a finite amount they can do. But right, it right. was... No, that was it. Um, I thought, yeah, to go... And even, even Barbie itself... Like it was just everyone was engaged with Barbie. Everyone was everyone was wearing pink. Yeah, it was really odd. It was really odd. It was sort of yeah. It was like everyone was on the same wavelength Mm -hmm. with it. We were gonna go. We're gonna watch Barbie. We're all gonna wear pink, and everyone like, and even the guys would wear pink shorts. But everyone's kind of wearing like like even if it was a blue top, so like Kens, and there was a level of it. And I was like, this is this is fun. It's culture. It's culture. I mean, it's Barbie because she's a touchstone, like, for good or bad. So, we are going to be on, and I'm going to get this up now to make sure it's accurate. (laughs) We are going to do a quick, cheeky review of both of them. Yes. Get that out of our systems. Yes. Because we are hankering to do it, because it was... It was, it's something that we have to share. Yes. We have to. But if you want a, a slightly juicier review, I suggest you go to I Screen, You Scream for Movies. We are going to be recording with them after this episode. <laughs> yeah, yes. yes. Uh, they are a very, very good, um, I can say again, they're a really great review podcast. I have been chatting to uh, Danny and I volunteered us and said, we would love to do Barbie for you. <laughs> I... I presume he is of heterosexual leanings and was like, I think you need gays or this one. <laughs> we need the homosexuals. So we're excited to do that. But let's start. Oppenheimer. Yes, Oppenheimer. So it's the story of the atomic bomb, like yeah. pure and simple. And it's also the background story of what was going on behind the scenes to do the atomic bomb. And the fallout of what happened. Literally. The Little fall- fallout. Literal fallout of, you know, the person steals fire from the gods and brings it to earth and what happens after you do that you cannot put Pandora's you know woes back into the box the moral the the, 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 the it was interesting like you had the, the, the soldiers versus the scientists and the scientists knew that it had to they had to someone had to create this technology or or, or um, create a control this technology yeah Deaf dog check there quickly, uh, but no, it was it that was interesting. But also how we treat genius, yes, and that comes into it. So all the way through it, you've got this back and forth about what happened next and how who takes responsibility for this, and it, it's you know it's 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 who built the bomb versus who drops the bomb. Mm-hmm. And this man knew that he had to come up with this technology. It was his. It was his baby in his head, and he was bringing it together. But just because you create it doesn't mean you have to use it. And right. that was the thing. It's really. I think it's interesting because I feel as a film, it didn't. There aren't any any twists and turns in terms of narrative. It's no. You don't sit there and go, oh, did not see that coming. There was one bit that I didn't see coming. Yeah, but there was a morality. It was. It yeah, was. Yeah. It was very much morality. Yeah. And and I was surprised by just the level of questioning. And this is why I I keep checking the time because I know that we could sit here and go back and forward for like you know two hours on it. Yeah. It's it's very worth seeing. For me, the review would be that 
for a three hour film and it is I did have to dive out there was there's a bit of set of Christmas party and I'm like this is the fluff mode. I'm <laughs> yes. gonna go run fluff. Uh, fluff and so yeah if you are watching it and need a peep the, and you get to the Christmas party bit that's go there. that's 90 minutes in that's halfway through go and it's and literally scene. you're gonna miss nothing much. nothing yeah, yeah. And it, it just had this urgency. I've never known a film so long that was so urgent and so... And you, it was counting... There was a countdown, and I think that Literally was so genius about yeah. it. You, but also, at the same time, it didn't feel like it was a three-hour film. Mm. Like, it had such flow throughout yeah. the entire thing. And it was very elegant. There are three different timelines that are going on, which will make sense once you see, see it. it. And then you see how it's all coming together in like the wave, essentially of like. So we we saw on quite on a biggish screen. Yeah. There's a reason it's going to be good on IMAX. I can guarantee. I didn't see. I I, I watch some films and go, ah, uh, like I, Avatar. I can get it. This film, you need to see immersive. What they do yeah. with sounds. What they especially yeah, especially the sound. sounds. Especially the sound. I would say the sound and the soundtrack are characters yes. in this film, and I don't say that often, but like. They are instrumental characters in that film. And it's very realistic how they use the sounds, yes. the delays in sound that happen with yeah. big things. And and I've not for a long time felt a, a cinema rumble like that, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting. But no, how they use it and they... The, when you see a lot of stuff like in films, like, you know, you see Star Wars and there's space battles, well, there's no sound in space. Yeah. This, and also sound behaves different to how they show it on film. Nolan went for a very accurate look at sound. Uh-huh. That delay between the visual explosion and the actual sound of it. Yeah. And he used that to create a shock. And I yeah. really, I just can't... Literally, there was a shock. <laughs> and, and just to like sum up where we go with this is that I, I was... We were all Jamie tense when I tested the, the bomb for the first time. And yeah. you're like, you know what happens. Yeah. But... So for me, it's just, it was beautiful. It's so expertly made. Combed over every frame. Uh-huh. Loved it. Yeah. Barbie. Barbie. Barbie is not a film about Barbie's life. No. Barbie is a film that analyzes how such an iconic doll or anything figure mm-hmm. affects culture. Yes. So it's not a dramatization. I sense I already said a no, Barbie's no, no. life. No, it's not like this is the story of how we got, you know, 1950s Barbie. Like no, it is not that. It's very much like an existential crisis essentially. yeah it's hard to, so we, we had a big debate about whether or not we were going to go in I, I, I was like do we want to do a separate episode where we really go spoilery mm. uh, I think we'll probably go so if you check out um, I Screen You Screen podcast we will probably go slightly more spoilery in yeah. that so please check that if you want to hear our opinion because there's really not a lot we can we can say a lot yeah. but we can't but there is quite you, everything you see on the trailer you see yeah. but the reasoning behind it is where the surprise is coming to right. for me I did kind of guess why everything was happening yeah I, I, I just basically I was like oh I think I know where they're going to go with this and it, but it played out that aspect was played out so beautifully at the yes. end that that's a bit that we had a bit of a tear yeah no, that we, I was like yeah no we definitely cried I would say, without spoiling anything, America Ferrera has a wonderful monologue about... Uh, and then subsequent monologues are brilliant, but and yeah. And subsequent monologues, but had a brilliant monologue that I feel like is going to be on a lot of, like, you know, yeah. high schoolers doing a monologue at competitions and stuff. Brilliant there. 
and then Maria Perlman. Surprisingly, didn't know she was going to be in it. Oh, I saw her name. I was like, oh, I wonder who. And then I was really not going to say who she plays, but I did researching this episode. Was when she said her first name, I went, uh, and then she was, appears, and then reappears, and it's amazing. Was wonderful. Like again, we I forget kind of, how warm her voice can be. Yeah, because she usually because she's kind of. Well, I mean, whenever she's... Um, Carla. Carla. You know, she's a little bit crass and a little bit, you know, She crass. does play crass, and then this yeah. one, they softened it. And I was like, no, I really... I, I was, like, just so impressed with what they did with that. Mm-hmm. So just go and see it. And I, I wrote this on Twitter, and I will say this again. If you are scared, one of these people that's scared, it's going to be, like, um, a pro-feminism, anti-patriarchy hellscape, you have no idea. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Don't go and see it. I'll see it. You may actually change hearts and minds. Yeah. But it is not... If people go, it is anti-men. I mean, it kind of is. And I'm sort of okay with it. kind of is. <laughs> Again, sort of okay with it. But, no, so that was... And I said, we're not going to... I, I just loved it. And I really... It was really hard to kind of get my head around it. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel, have you ever owned a Barbie? Have I ever owned a Barbie? No, mm. I've never owned a Barbie. You weren't one as a kid that never... No, uh, and also didn't own like a Ken doll or G.I. Joe or anything like that. Yeah. I, I was much of a, more of a reader. Like, I was, you know, I had books. I still have books. You know me. I was Ninja Turtles. We own a Barbie now. Mm. Also, you have our, our treetop as a Barbie. Oh, the yeah. Glinda tree. We have the yeah, Glinda, yeah. but it's not a Barbie. Yeah. It's Barbie. It's not like Barbie dresses Glinda. It's actually designed around Billy Burke. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I. We didn't want to go to. We had you had some stuff to talk about. Yeah. The funny thing for me was that I was looking into this and the idea of woke Barbie. You know, oh, this film is so woke. And actually, Barbie, when you look into it, is is always been kind of woke. Um, Barbie actually started life. She was modelled after a naughty adult doll gift in Germany called Build Lily. Oh. Yes. Um, Barbie's creator. Uh-huh. Not going to name the name. Um, You'll know why when you see the film. Yeah. Brought them back from Germany after 1956 family trip and used it as their basis for it. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. And famously, astronaut Barbie was introduced into the My Favourite Career Collection in 1965, while women didn't get the right to open a credit card independently until 1974. I did, did know that. Yeah, that's the famous one. So if you think this is woke, Barbie has always been woke. It's just how she has been twisted. Yes. Away though, my favorite bit though, when they went through the line of Barbies and you saw them as adult people, was the long hair braided Barbie. I was like, I'm so glad that that wig must have done their neck in. Oh my god, it was like, oh, I, I my my head was hurting whenever I saw that. I was like, oh, oh, no, no, no. But this whole, you know, um, I know you've got lovely things to say, but in uh, going into it, is just and my, my feeling with this is is if Barbie being it was the immersive experience of it all mm-hmm. and um, it was a double feature we haven't done it in a while and I'm jumping back and forth and stuff but yeah. it was just I felt it, everyone is everyone's been talking about it right and I feel it's been a long time it, I'm really pleased with the way that it's engaged and I'm really happy how upset people are yes I really, really am. If you're so upset by this, it's like, we're the snowflakes and you're the ones getting your ass handed to you by a kid's toy with a rainbow flag. Ooh. And all I'm going to say is Harry Neff in it is there is a trans actress. Brilliant. Brilliant. And she's just there. Sharon Rooney as the plus size Barbie. There's no comments on that. She's just a Barbie. Yes. And Issa Rae as President Barbie uh, has some it. lines. And the whole joke about the Supreme Court brilliant 
Absolutely brilliant. Love that joke so much. And of course, the most important thing in this all was the costumes on screen, but Daniel has something to say about the costumes off screen. I do have something to say about the costumes off screen. So Max, if you could please pull up the notes. Oh yes. Because I did these digitally. I did not do these um, pen and paper this week. Um, so shout out to Margot Robbie's stylist for the premieres that are going on throughout uh, the world, essentially for Barbie. Because each of Margot Robbie's looks are based off of a Barbie outfit that she wore historically. So there was a great article done by Harper's Bazaar. There's also a follow-up one on Vogue. And I believe there was someone else that was also doing that. Just type in Margot Robbie Barbie fashion premiere and... Yeah, like you can can find all the looks. I'm not going to go into every single one of them, but I'm going to talk about my top three looks. Please do. So my top three looks are going to be... Um, her pink off the shoulders Vivian Westwood Couture London premiere this is the one that has the fur yeah. on top it's a cinched waist train it is the epitome of elegance and it is based off of Enchanted Evening Barbie from 1990 I think Vivian Westwood actually had designed the dress oh she came in yeah yeah so anyway. or did not she design what the uh, human dress or the original dress so she designed the Barbie dress from what I understood yeah. and then they've made oh uh, she's dead isn't she did Viv yeah oh, God, I blocked yeah. that from my mind yeah so anyways but you know yeah. they actually did the design off of nice. that yeah. couture one and then we have one of my favourite ones the black scaparelli that was worn at the LA premiere this is solo spotlight Barbie from the 1960s it's the iconic one where she's got the microphone it's strapless. It goes all the way down yeah. with a mermaid, you know, tail, and it's you know sparkles. Is oh, it's wonderful. I absolutely love this. And then she was wearing vintage Versace for the day and night Barbie in Seoul, South Korea. So she came in with you know her straw hat and her power suit, and then she changed literally like I think five minutes after getting on to the night look, which was you know vintage Versace. What was the one where she actually had the oversized phone? Did you see that one? I think that was Dana. Yeah, Barbie. and she I walked think, in yeah. and she had like they, they built her the um the, the, the mobile phone. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like the the, the, the I just was, that made me laugh. It was absolutely brilliant how they did that. Like props to her stylist. Like it was sheer genius. So I am going to piggyback off of something you said, you know, how we were all like immersed in it. Yeah. We were all engaged in it. I think part of it, and this is something that was brought up in the film, is because Barbie reflects where we're at. Yeah. She is always reflecting, moving us in some sort of direction. So, listeners, I actually implore you to go reach out to architecturaldigest.com. Yeah. They did a series looking at Barbie dream homes from the 1960s to the present day, showing how that Barbie's dream home is mirroring the evolutions in our architecture as well. Like, props. I mean, Barbie is Barbie. Barbie. She's a cultural touchstone. So there we go. Um, and say, so talking about the premieres, yes. uh, one British journalist, Amelia Demenberg, quite a name, uh-huh. did actually um, have a custom newscaster, news anchor Barbie. Yes, I, I saw that too. Like, yeah. oh, it was it was brilliant. Like people are going all out for this. And like, apparently on set, like they did Wednesdays where they wore pink. They said, but actually that was not hard to do because of it. You know. And even. All the Barbies, as a bonding experience, Margot Robbie had a sleepover. Aww. And all the Kens just went to the gym together. <laughs> it would be so fucking... There were some... Oh. Jesus Christ, the Kens. Oh. Oh, the but Kens. no, they really did like... They, they immersed. Everyone had to immerse. And I said, when we went yesterday, 
some people went clearly in costume. Yeah. And I know someone that's bleached their hair, which was a bit too far, to be honest, but, you know, I'll explain afterwards. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But, no, everyone, it's been, very immer- it's been very immersive, and I think that okay. that's worked. And I mean, it's a pity that the, the, the strike happens, because they can't do it anymore. Yeah, there's no more, um, you know, promotion for it. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's how, is that, do you think that, we could go on forever about this. We absolutely could do an entire episode on this, but we're, we're not. We're, we're, listeners, we're leading you to water. Yeah, but we're leading go, you to water go have fun. And, and if you're not sure about going and, like, wearing a bit of colour, wear a bit of pink. Yes. And just feel part of something. Yes. Apparently people will leave, have been walking out the, 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 the cinema going, hey Barbie, hey Barbie, bye Hi, Barbie. Barbie. But just go and have some fun but let yourself go with it yeah absolutely don't hold back there was tears there was laughter and it and also I'm never going to give away the ending it it lands the plane so beautifully I've never the final line I've never perfection never never noticed they, they, they really got the landing oh yeah oh yeah not to mention the jokes that were in there like throughout like it was making fun of itself, but also aware of itself. We don't really have a, a we have a lot we had a lot to about this week. We don't really have a gags and goops, but uh-huh. I did do discover it was something. And so uh-huh. if if you really haven't seen Barbie, I would jump ahead maybe two minutes. Oh, okay. But the scene where Barbie is, you know, just really found out what the real world is like and she sits there and turns to the old lady and goes you're so beautiful yes that's the costume designer is that really yeah um it's just a lovely scene because obviously barbie's never seen age and i just thought it was such a beautiful scene and there's a lot of jokes in it about margot robbie one very meta joke about margot robbie about that but no that was that and actually I learned a term when I was reading about this, so my word of the week would be cul-de-sac moment. Oh, cul-de-sac moment. Because when you go in a cul-de-sac, you come straight back out again, and you're where uh-huh. you started. Uh-huh. And they, when they did this scene, they said, it, it, you, you start and end it. It's just a, it's just a short moment if Barbie and this uh-huh. woman. And Greta Goeg was said, they said, you know, people, I think they were looking at the runtime. Uh, for those that don't realise it, you know, the shorter the film, the more screenings you can get in one day, and that's right. where you make your money. So Oppenheimer will have make less money because there's less opportunity because it can only be shown like three times a day. Right. So there's a lot of a push to get films short. Yeah. And they said you can cut that scene. It's a cul-de-sac moment because it goes in and comes out again. But it is a lovely, lovely it scene. It's a wonderful scene. And I, you, yes, there's, there's so much growth Barbie goes through throughout the whole film that yes, you you could cut it out and not really miss it mm-hmm. and probably it'd be on a deleted scene but it worked so beautifully in the film but now it's a coldy coldy set moment but I love the fact that she looks at her and she's like you're really beautiful and then she's like I know and I was just like I love that it was just it was absolutely wonderful do we have a petticoat lane um I have something rather bitter so I think it better not be a petticoat lane okay well, I mean, I could do it, and you can always cut it out. Okay, go for it. Okay. So, my petticoat lane is this this week. So, it's been very, rather sad in the DC community. We have lost individuals this week. Yeah. And I will say this. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, please call 988. However, this is where my petticoat lane starts. Gays in DC have taken performative mourning to a level of art that has not been seen since ancient Greece. Yeah. Or ancient Rome, or the courts of the Venice you know counts 
Um, whenever you start off a Facebook post, it starts off with sad and lost friend. Met them at the bar a few times, and then you turn it on yourself, talking about how you overcame dyslexia by reading to a village full of, like, I don't know, blind individuals. Like, do not make it about yourself. Actually be a yeah. friend to these individuals. Be a decent human being. Do not make it about you. Yeah. It is not about you. Culture for next week. Not Barbie. Not Barbie. <laughs> uh, we have, uh, we, we, we're very excited. I, I did propose to Daniel an idea of something, and he was like, at first, like, what are we going to do? And I said, what about this? And you went, yes. Yeah. So we're going to flesh it out. Uh, we yeah. we are going to be dealing with a shorter space. We usually have seven days. We're going to have five. Yeah. So it might be a bit tight, but we're going to make a really special episode for everyone. Yes. As always. Yes, and we're not going to give it away. So there. So Daniel, do you think we covered everything? We barely set the agenda, my dear. Cheers. Cheers. You've been listening to Bitches With Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.